This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is your Times Daily World Briefing on Tuesday, the 1st of February. I'm Sophia Franklin. And I'm Steve Forbes. Sanctions are imposed on Myanmar officials as the country marks one year since a military coup. We are now under so much stress and pressure for our lives, so we are here on the street against this military coup. And the British Prime Minister heads to Ukraine as tensions with Russia rumble on. Ukraine has received several uh, plane loads of weapons uh, in in the last two weeks coming from the UK, so there will be a very warm welcome for Boris Johnson here in Kyiv. Times of London Daily World Briefing. It's been one year since a military coup in Myanmar sparked the start of a year of unrest across the Southeast Asian country. On the 1st of February 2021, troops invaded the homes of elected lawmakers, including the country's de facto leader, arresting them in the dark. They cited widespread electoral fraud in the 2020 election as the reason it needed to take power. Then followed a year of deadly protests, armed resistance and mass killings as people now live in fear. We are now under so much stress and pressure for our lives, so we are here on the street against this military coup. It's claimed more than 1,500 people have been killed and more than 11,000 have been arrested by the regime since the coup. And to mark the anniversary, the United States, United Kingdom and Canada have hit top Myanmar justice officials with sanctions. The US placed sanctions on the Attorney General, the Supreme Court's Chief Justice and the Anti-Corruption Commission Chairman, whom it said were closely involved in the politically motivated prosecution of opposition leader Aung San Suu Kyi. Myanmar's military ruler Min Aung Lang has extended a state of emergency for the country by another six months on the basis of facilitating a promised election. In Europe, the first country on the continent today enforces mandatory vaccinations for anyone over 18. Austria's new law goes further than many of its neighbours, which have made the inoculations compulsory for medical staff or the elderly. Up until this point, many people have gathered on the streets of Austria protesting against the law. Vaccine mandate will expire in January 2024 and could be ended earlier if the pandemic allows. 
Despite the law coming into effect today, authorities will not start checking people's vaccination status until mid-March. On the way, rescue operations are underway in Ecuador after deadly landslides and an Oscar-winning actor responds to criticism after Holocaust comments. Times of London Daily World Briefing With tensions simmering in the UK Parliament over alleged breaches of lockdown rules by the Prime Minister himself, Boris Johnson is now heading to Ukraine, where tensions at the country's border with Russia are near boiling point. Mr Johnson will hold talks with Ukrainian president in Kiev as a show of support as fears remain over a Russian invasion of the country. UK Foreign Secretary Liz Truss spoke to lawmakers and said sanctions against Russia will go further than ever before. We've been very clear that a united alliance would meet any further Russian invasion of Ukraine with massive consequences for Russia's interests and economy. And we're preparing an unprecedented package of coordinated sanctions with our partners which would impose severe costs. Mr Johnson announced that the UK will provide Ukraine with more than $100 million of funding to support stability and help reduce Ukraine's reliance on Russian energy supplies. Olga Tokarsik is a correspondent in Kiev. She's told Times Radio that Mr Johnson will receive a warm welcome. Ukraine has received several uh, plane loads of weapons uh, in, in the last two weeks coming from the UK. So uh, Ukraine feels the UK support and uh, uh, there are reasons to believe that there will be a very warm welcome for Boris Johnson here in Kiev. Talks have been planned between the British Prime Minister and Russian President Vladimir Putin to try and de-escalate the situation, but they were cancelled. A meeting of the UN Secretary Council was held yesterday in which Russia accused the West of whipping up tensions between the two countries. Washington correspondent for the Times of London, Sarah Baxter, told Times Radio that the meeting involving the US didn't run smoothly. There was practically a slanging match between the US ambassador, Linda Thomas-Greenfield, and the Russian ambassador to the UN. Linda Thomas-Greenfield accused the Russians of warmongering with their 100,000 troops stationed on the border, but the Russians ambassador countered that it was America who seemed to be aggressively seeking a war, practically wanting one with its confrontational strategy. Sarah Baxter from the Times of London. In Ecuador's capital city, terrifying and deadly scenes have taken place as mudslides swept through the streets. In the heaviest rainfall since 2003, torrential storms have caused flash flooding and land to move, taking people, cars and livelihoods with it. 11 people at least have been killed and more than 15 injured as onlookers were heard screaming, trying to help others out of the water. Rescue teams are now searching through the debris and rubble in Quito. This army colonel from the 27th Battalion is helping the operation and described how some have been rescued with injuries whilst debris and bodies have been moved. Soldiers and emergency services are now patrolling the area to help those trapped inside their vehicles stuck in the mud. 
We often envision tigers as being royalty of the rainforest, but in the last few years, a certain streaming site documentary has brought to light some of the malpractice in holding these animals in captivity or for commercial benefits. Now, a report has named and shamed South Africa's worst tiger breeders. 359 live tigers and 93 tiger parts have been exported worldwide from the country in the last nine years alone. Kieran Harkin is a wildlife trade expert at the charity Four Paws. He's told Times Radio that these tigers are being treated like farm animals and often slaughtered after breeding. Quite often, what we see is that when they leave South Africa, for the economics to make sense, when they go to these countries, they're they're used as breeding stock. So the, it's the offspring of of those animals that then we'll see in the tiger farms and being used as or being killed. So it's kind of replicating what you see maybe with farm animals. Um, but we're, of course, talking about majestic and iconic big cat species. The investigation by Four Paws found that the tigers are mostly sent to China, Thailand and Vietnam, who use the flesh, skin and bones for the production of luxury goods and traditional medicine. Undercover footage by the charity also shows the tigers are malnourished, drinking dirty water and kept in overcrowded enclosures. It's demanded that the South African government put an end to big cat trading. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. As plenty of moves take place in the soccer world, here's Kane Reeves. The European football transfer window closed on Monday night. English sides were again the busiest on deadline day, with plenty of big names moving. England midfielder Deli Ali left Tottenham to join Everton for £40 million. Ali will be joined by the Netherlands international Donny van der Beek, who joins from Manchester United on loan until the end of the season. Tottenham also allowed Tangai Undombele to rejoin Lyon three years after his €60 million Euro move to Spurs. Brian Hill and Giovanni Lo Celso also left on loan. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang brought an end to his turbulent Arsenal career by joining La Liga giants Barcelona on a free transfer. Aubameyang didn't play for the Gunners since a disciplinary breach in December, but scored 92 goals in 163 games prior to that. Manchester City have strengthened their future attacking options with the signing of Julian Alvarez. The Argentina international striker has agreed a five-and-a-half-year deal. He'll stay at River Plate on loan until July. And Christian Eriksen joined Brentford. The Denmark international hasn't played since suffering a cardiac arrest during Euro 2020 in June. He signed a six-month deal with the Bees. The Times Daily World Briefing. Entertainment. American actress and comedian Whoopi Goldberg has offered her sincerest apologies after saying that the Holocaust isn't about race. The Oscar winner made the comments during the US talk show The View, describing the Second World War atrocity as about man's inhumanity to man. It provoked criticism from her co-hosts, who had been discussing the Tennessee school board's decision to ban the Pulitzer Prize-winning Holocaust graphic novel Mouse because it contains swear words and a drawing of a naked woman. After widespread condemnation from the public, Goldberg backtracked on Twitter, saying, I said the Holocaust is not about race, but about man's inhumanity to man. I should have said it's about both. And finally, if you're not playing it, chances are you know someone who is. And now the website-only word challenge game Wordle has been sold. 
The New York Times Co. announced it had acquired the site for an undisclosed price in the low seven figures. The once-a-day online game gives a player six chances to figure out the day's secret five-letter word using the least number of guesses. Originally released in October by former Reddit software engineer Josh Wardle, who sold it after its recent boom, saying it had gotten too popular to handle. The New York Times, meanwhile, said that Wordle will continue to be a free game, and there will be no changes to the way it's played. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Tuesday, the first of February. This podcast from the Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.